If you're looking for a new way to support Side Mission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I'm like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle and Matt. And today, we're talking about, well, we're talking about something that we haven't seen for a long time. And Matt, you might have to, you might have the exact days. I believe it's been over 600 days since we last saw a PlayStation showcase. At least that's what I've seen all over Twitter. Now, Twitter could be lying to me. That's very, very possible. No, I pay for Twitter blue. Yeah. I pay for Twitter blue, so Twitter shouldn't be lying to me, but... I mean, that's just me. Uh, but it's been a while since we've had a PlayStation showcase. We had one as of recording this. It's been about a week since that showcase, about six, seven days since that showcase, uh, you know, was aired for the first time. Um, and there's been mixed reviews to it. Uh, there have been a lot of people that have been really, really hyped by it. A lot of people that have been really, really disappointed by it. But we're here to talk about what stuck out to us and why. So let's go ahead and jump right in, fellas. I'm going to give you each a chance to speak about uh, what game stuck out the most to you. I am going to put one caveat on it, and that is that we are going to save Spider-Man 2 for the very end. I'm not going to let one of you have the easy way out here and talk about Spider-Man 2. So, Kyle, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Matt. Uh, What stuck out to you from this event? What game kind of good for good, for better or for worse, what game stuck with you after this showcase? Foam stars. Really, foam stars. That's it. I'm gonna kill him. That's all. Go ahead and go to Matt. That's it. That's <laughs> my. Said, that's my input. I'm gonna kill him. He all right, said, guys. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> that's that's my input. Just foam stars. See you guys later. I just <laughs> no. I I gotta say, I'm gonna be honest. It looks kind of fun because it's like a PlayStation Splatoon. Like it, it does look fun. It is one hundred percent inspired by Splatoon. Anybody who thinks it's not has not looked at a Nintendo Switch, but. I I gotta say, the game looks fun. Like, Splatoon just wasn't really my thing. I don't know why. I just I, I just didn't get into it. But this is, I think, another chance to try out that, that kind of genre and game. Now, if I don't like this, it might just be the kind of game it is. And maybe I just, you know. But I thought it looked interesting. And, you know, it's... It's not a lot that we see games copy each other. And they do it very well. Because usually... You know, like, games can definitely take inspirations from each other, but they have their own way to really make them unique. In this game, I, I, I don't think it's honestly all that unique at all. It's literally PlayStation Splatoon, but it's just something about that trailer, the way that they didn't make it just CGI. There was 100% a chance that they came out and gave us a complete CGI trailer, and they showed gameplay. They showed a lot of gameplay, which means that we could be seeing the game this year, which... You know, it gives me something to be excited about. Everything else, I think, you know, in terms of a PlayStation showcase, that was really one of the only things that stuck out to me. I'm just going to add real fast about Foam Stars. You called it a PlayStation Splatoon, but it's developed by Square Enix. <laughs> but is it is it, is it going to be is it going to be PlayStation exclusive or no? I mean, yes, it is PlayStation. So then it's a PlayStation. I just was like, I'm just not going to call it a PlayStation game. If it's on um, PlayStation, it it's a PlayStation it game. It did look like it looked like a a PlayStation Xbox version of Splatoon. I think that's correct. 
I think he's spot on about that. Yeah, is, is God of God War, War a Sony like Santa Monica right? game, or is it a PlayStation <laughs> game? Oh, I call it PlayStation. So uh, then why is Phone Stars not PlayStation? I'm j- oh, never mind. Never mind. It doesn't matter at this point. Uh, the game that <laughs> stuck out for me was um, Phantom Blade Zero. Um, okay. That was- that was crazy. That was a great graphical showcase. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping all of that was done in game because that was beautiful. The rain effects, the combat yeah. system, the setting, the whole Ronin thing. It's like I was kidding, kind of giving me Ghost of Tsushima in a way, but definitely it's like Ghost of Tsushima meets Bloodborne, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. That looked really great. Um, it, it is unfortunate to find out that the game actually started development back in 2022, so we are ways off from probably seeing that one. But... Yeah, that was a great. Uh, that really stuck out to me because you know when I I think of PlayStation, um, my PlayStation Five, I'm thinking of a graphical powerhouse showcase. You know, tell that. That's, that's I agree I with that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let me hear it. Yeah, again. I agree. I agree, man. That's that's kind of dog in the background. I guess Kyle's gonna kill it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke, FBI. That's a joke. Or. Whoever, whoever would get us in trouble, that's a joke. Peter. Um, yeah, I, I thought Phantom Blade looked awesome. Uh, I agree that I, I did like how Foam Stars looked as well. You want to talk about games that really surprised me? I'm in a list of games, as far as we'll go over that list here in a minute. Um, I thought Neva looked really, really good. That indie game that featured uh, that female protagonist with that gigantic wolf. Like, I thought that looked like an indie game. That looked awesome. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I feel like that's going to be an emotional story, and I love story and narrative-driven games, and I feel like it's going to be awesome. Love the art style as well on it. Thought that it was really, really cool. Um, I thought there was a lot of good games here. I do think the criticism is very, very valid for this yes. showcase. Because the fact of the matter is, there just wasn't a lot of what we... I think there wasn't a lot of PlayStation exclusives, and I do think that social media plays a, a part in all this as well that we see the rumors of, oh, they're going to show factions. Oh, they're going to show Wolverine. We're going to have an update um, on potentially Naughty Dog's next, you know, single-player adventure. I think that there are a lot of rumors. Bloodborne Remake as well was another one that's been heavily rumored. I feel like social media is another part of this where it's like that has to take some of the blame for this not being the showcase we all thought it would be. And just that, you know, the expectations were set based on the quote-unquote rumors that people had heard. And because of that, when none of those were shown, it, it kind of leaves a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. I am surprised neither one of you said Snake Eater as a game that stuck out to you. I really thought that at least one of you would. And maybe that was me, maybe that was an expectation thing on me there. I thought it, I thought that trailer was one of the best things they showed. I am excited for that. Um... I have nothing against it. I've just never played a Metal Gear Solid game. I've heard good things about it, so I am going to be picking this up and playing it. I just don't... I'm not a part of that franchise, so I'm not against it. I'm not entirely... I don't know. I think... uh, Those games are very unique to the, you know, player base. I've heard they're long and they're very, like, specific. Yeah, like, so, like, it's one of those where I'm either going to fall in love with this game or I'm going to play it a couple times and probably never pick it up again. But what I can say is I am excited about it. That trailer was pretty damn awesome. I'm not. Yeah, it was very hype. I I was sitting there watching it when I went because I was out of town all last week and wasn't able to watch the actual showcase. 
when I back, went back and watched, I was watching the start of the trailer and I was like, I have no idea what this game is, but I love it. And then when it showed it when it showed Snake coming out of the shadows, I was like, okay, that shit was cool. That was pretty badass. I loved that. So I, I think there was a lot of really good stuff shown as you know. My list of let me count them up: one, two, three, four, five. List of about twelve games. I'm guessing that it's twelve. I'm not going to sit here and count them up on air. Um, I have a list of games that I, I just that stuck out to me, and I want to get y'all's thoughts. Just bring, just go briefly on them. We don't have to spend too long on any of them. I did them in kind of tiers. So there were games that were interesting, games that were intriguing, games that I thought looked good, really good, and then games that I'm like hyped about. Uh, that hype. That hype category only has two games, and hint, hint, uh, you've already heard about one of them, and that was Snake Eater. I'm pretty sure you can figure out what the other one was. It was the last game they showed. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I want to get y'all's thoughts, see if any of these stuck out to you. So the interesting or intriguing ones, these are ones that I'm probably going to pick up, but whether or not we do an episode on them, I'm going to leave entirely up to y'all. The three that I had here were the Talos Principle 2, which looks like a puzzle game, kind of. Really, really beautiful looking game. But we just it just doesn't, we don't know a lot. And I don't know if it's one that, you know, will will appeal to y'all. The other two were Cat Quest. That looked awesome, I'm not gonna lie. But I feel like that's a very niche game, and I feel like I might be the only one that buys it because I love cats. Um, and then the last one was Dragon's Dogma 2. Did any of those stick out to y'all? Matt hates the Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma, Dogma franchise. Dragon's so. Dogma 2. I am so hyped for that. You have no idea because you have no idea how long I've been waiting for a sequel. The first Matt, one came out on the PlayStation. I did. The first one came out on the PlayStation 2. I played the PlayStation 3 remaster. No, you know what? It came on the PlayStation 3. I'm, I'm, let me stand corrected there. But I played um, I played the remaster, and I oh my god, I loved it. My friend Eddie actually uh, introduced it to me, and I thought the setting was great. I like the medieval setting. I like the I like the uh, the monster design being based off things like chimeras and uh, griffins and, and and trolls. It feels like you're in your this like um. It's almost like Dragon Age. Yeah, it's very very like uh, mid. I'm gonna say Midgar. <laughs> Lord medieval. of the Rings. Very very much very very that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I think quite a few of them stand out um there's i don't know i i i like is it talos or is it talos i don't know the the talos principle i said talos i said talos but if it's talos forgive me yeah i think that game looks good um definitely think that metal gear looked good um but one of the indie games that stuck out to me as well was uh teardown it's like a minecraft uh gta yeah, kind of game interesting that game looks So that fun. wasn't even on my list, but that one does look fun. I'm not yeah. going to lie. That looks a lot of fun. So I, I could see the, the appeal to that as just kind of being a fun, kind of just wreck shit with your friends kind of game. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that could be a whole lot of fun. So I love that. Um, the next the next category, I'll give you, I'll go, I'll go through the good games before we get to really good and then hype. And then you know, we can talk a little more because there's a lot more in this category. Uh, Phantom Blade was in this category. I think that looks really good. Yes. Um, I liked Matt's comparison of Ghost of Tsushima meets Bloodborne. Seems like it's going to be a very, very fast-paced game. That Kung Fu style. I like that. That looks really good. Um, this is one that I, I didn't see a lot of people rave about, and I'm not necessarily raving about it, but one that at least caught my interest and held my attention the entire time it was on. Immortals of Avium. I thought that looked really interesting. Yes. The one it looks like kind of that Ghostwire Tokyo style combat. 
that yeah. kind of that more like Doctor Strange yeah. kind mm-hmm. of magic type stuff. Like that to me, look now the story is probably not going to be all that good because I, I wasn't really pulled in by any of that. I was pulled in more by the gameplay, but I feel like that looked really good. Um, Foam Stars was in this category. Thought it looked really good. Uh, and then before we get to the two big ones in this category, um, the Plucky Squire, another indie game that looked really good. That one where you, you kind of you kind of switch between you know that storybook kind of art style to that real world art style, and you kind of go in between, you go back and forth. Like yeah. I got kind of a Mario Odyssey vibe almost from when you're in New Donk City and you're doing that level with. Uh, Paulina or Pauline singing in the background where some of the levels are in three part of the levels in 3d and part of it is that retro style. I got a lot of vibes like that. They just looked really interesting to me. Um, and then the two big ones in this category, one is coming later this week, street fighter six. That yeah. looked good. Really liked what we saw of that. And then this is going to get mad excited. Assassin's creed mirage. Finally, finally, it, looked, finally. it looks good as well. So boys, a lot of games there. I think I know what you two want to talk about. Matt, Assassin's Creed Mirage, just tell me, did that did that get your hype levels up a little bit? Because we've been waiting to see something yeah. on that. Yes, yes, it has, because it, this is a continuation of a backstory of a character from Valhalla that I really enjoyed. This is basically kind of an Origins of the Brotherhood type of situation. I just love the fact that we're going back to the classic Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and 3 style. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I did like Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla's little RPG type of, you know, looter type of thing, but you don't feel like an assassin. I don't, I don't get I that agree. brotherhood. Like I, you, I literally said before with those games, you could call it anything outside of Assassin's Creed. It'll still be a fantastic game. It's not the, it's not the name that makes it good, but it's, it's the name that, you know, makes people want to take a look at it. But so when I saw people buy it because it's obviously exactly. a very well-known with IP. The, Exactly. And Mirage being just finally getting to go back to feeling an assassin is just what I'm really looking forward to with the hidden blade and the single kills and like, you know, the blending in and all that stuff that makes Assassin's Creed what it is. I'm so happy to finally go back to that because I know after this one, uh, the few, we know that there's probably several Assassin's Creed projects being worked on right now. We know that one of the next big ones is from the Valhalla team, so it will go back to the RPG mechanics. But I'm just glad that Ubisoft is giving some of us old school fans, uh, you know, throwing us a bone. This actually made me yeah, want to I, pick it up. Oh, what? Did it really? Yeah, I I was watching it, and I I actually was going to ask y'all about that if if it looked good because to me, as a non Assassin's Creed fan, it I it made me want to pick it up because I noticed that, like Matt That's said, it, it takes it back to being an assassin, and it like I was like, okay, this game looks like everything I saw from the old Assassin's Creed games. I never played them, but I, you know, I've seen them. I've seen how the gameplay is, and I was like, this looks like that. I actually am interested. I, I do want to pick that up. Yeah, I think that, especially if you're not into the Assassin's Creed games, you know, Odyssey and Valhalla, those are two really beefy games to try to get into as if you're not an Assassin's Creed fan. Because, for one, as Matt said, you don't play as an assassin, really. Like, you play as a quote-unquote assassin, but in one, you're more or less a Viking, and the other, you're more or less a gladiator. And really, going back to Origins, Origins was kind of that same way, but the difference is the story in that game was so damn good that you almost didn't care. Like, it hadn't gone full bore into that RPG style yet as Odyssey 
um, and Valhalla did. So I do think that this is going to be an easier time for new Assassin's Creed fans to get into this game. Um, it looks really good. The gameplay looks good. Visually, it looks really good. Uh, there's a lot of things here I think to be excited for. It's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot less complicated gameplay-wise, and I think that is so important here. It's so much so to the point that I hope that the next game they release after it, if this does well, I hope that they see that, okay, there's still a market for this. There's still a customer base for this. Let's not forget about them and just go right back into the full RPG mechanics. So I do think that y'all are spot on about that. Um, another game that really stuck out, and, and we didn't see a lot of it, and odds are we probably won't see a lot more of it until it's released, I hate that I'm about to say it, but God dang, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 look good. Why does that look so good? <laughs> Why does that look good? Honestly, I'm not Damn, even dude. I'm a fan of the series, but that did look good. It, it looks that, fun. It made me, like, the fact that it's going to be taking place at Sister Location, like, that, yes. that to me was enough of a teaser to get me going, okay, I'm playing this. Like yep. I I've I've played I've played Sister Location. It's terrifying and I've watched, you know, obviously, you know, Markiplier and Dashy and all of them play it, you know, on YouTube because the Five Nights at Freddy games are so such fun games to watch other people play. They're terrifying to actually play them, but I love them. This seeing that it's taking place at Sister Location, that alone, the elevator going down the 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 voice on the intercom being that same voice from Sister Location, that was enough for me to go. Okay, this is a day one cop. I have to try this. Like, it, it that looks really good. A couple others that I thought looked uh, looked really really good as well. I thought Towers of a Gospel looked really good. Kind of almost in that same. It looked. I don't want to compare it to Legend of Zelda. Um. But it, it looked a very, it was a very similar art style. I don't want to say to Wind Waker, but with the I liked the premise also of going to this land with your people and having to rebuild and build all these you know build your civilization up. I don't know if it's a game that I'll get day one, but that again the art style really pulled me in. I liked that game as well. Um, but fellas, we've we've obviously kind of we've kind of put it off a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it because. And let's face it, this is the main reason all of us tuned in. Spider-Man 2 looks fucking awesome. It, it looks great. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And the fact that I am worried that we don't have a set-in-stone release date, because in my opinion, that does leave room for another delay, which, as we've learned, not inherently a bad thing. If it needs more time, it needs more time. Um, but, fellas, for a game that's not done yet, this looks really damn good. Kyle, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to you, Matt. Uh, there was a lot to like about this game. Most importantly, we now know it's not going to be co-op. It's going to be single player. But the moment that press square to swap to Miles popped up I screamed. was when I got excited. That was when I got excited. Yeah, yeah. When, I mean, uh, first of all, for everybody on social media saying that this game yes. doesn't look whatever or its graphics are blah, 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 or you say some stupid shit, listen, this game doesn't even have a definite release date. It says it's coming in the fall, could be a delay, but it's obviously not the gold version. If this game had gone gold and they said this is the final trailer, by all means pick it apart, which I don't even give a shit that much to begin with. I think what we saw 
was enough of a graphical upgrade in terms of, you know, seeing the entirety of the city in the amount of detail that we saw. That draw distance was so beyond impressive. I think that there is not a reason to complain about these graphics, because when has Insomniac ever let you down? Matt, Facts. don't pull some some obscure reference out, because I know you have one. <laughs> but, like, I mean, even in the PS4 Ratchet and Clank game, that, that game's story was ass. But those graphics were really, really good. It, you know, the they're, they're the worst game I can think of. Yeah, the, the worst game I can think of coming from Insomniac still has amazing graphics. Like... People are looking for a reason to be mad. This game looks fucking fantastic. They showed off the Venom suit from the get-go. I was th I was hoping. I was like, you know, we we obviously knew Venom was going to be in the game from the last trailer, but I was hoping. I was like, man, please let us use the Venom suit. I was not expecting us to show the the suit, let alone gameplay of us using it. Holy shit, it was so different from Spider-Man and Miles Morales because like, you know, it it opens up this, you know, can can suits have abilities? I mean, it was obviously a big thing in Miles Morales and Spider-Man to change the suits, but what if they now came with different abilities? Like the Venom suit, that changes your gameplay so it's not just mash square, do these combos, use gadgets. Now your suits play a part in the combat. I'm praying that's a thing for most of them. It doesn't have to be all, but... I will say... Wow. I, and... and... Because I've been I've been obviously replaying the Spider-Man games recently, trying to platinum them, and I'm close on one, thankfully. Uh, the suits did have different abilities in those games, but they weren't like that. They weren't like gameplay altering, and that's kind of right, a yeah. fair critique I think of those games. I would like to see more more play style altering abilities here. I would like yes. to see more of a like you know stick with these abilities if you want to play this kind of play style. I would like to see that more. Um, I, I loved what we saw, especially seeing the Venom suit right away. That yeah. was just awesome. And then, again, the moment that he said, you know, oh, my God, you know, Lizard's on this part of the map, and I'm not going to get there in time to get him from the Hunters. When it said press whatever, I think it was circle or square, when it said press that to swap to Miles, that was where I was like, okay, this is great. This is awesome. This is what we've been wondering ever since the teaser was revealed, was is this co-op or are you going to play as both? And the fact that you get to play as both is awesome. Matt, what stuck out to you from Spider-Man 2? Um, so I'm going to talk about this real fast because these controversies. This is literally the puddles situation again for one place. Uh, Spider-Man yes. 4, you know, was first revealed. Like, everybody was making these big complaints about some puddles. I'm just All like, of a sudden, we hear the water effects. Who the fuck knew? Yeah. All of a sudden. You guys are going to complain about everything, but there's a lot of good things that, you know, we, we saw in this trailer. Like, I love the new wingsuit. That was incredible. Yes. That increase of speed uh, along with just your, your your base web slinging. Exactly what you're talking about, transitioning from character to character. Um, I, I like the fact that, you know, we don't have that too much. There's still so much mystery to this game, but we got just enough to get us to win ever we get to, like, the next, you know, PlayStation. I'm not going to call it a showcase. It'll probably just be a state of play for Spider-Man 2. Um, like what we got with God of War, they're, they're probably announced like whatever collector's edition there's going to be. Um, but a couple of things that stuck out with me. Uh, Craven is not a really commonly used villain, so seeing him here is... Him as the big bad, too. Like, and he I, is, he, it looks like he is the yeah. guy here. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is crazy because, you know, you know, Sony has a, a literally making a Craven movie right now, so I, I kind of feel like, yeah, that, man, that makes sense, you know what I mean? Um... 
you know, seeing, um, you know, Lizard here. That's another good villain that was not in the last uh, in the last games. Um, now I'm just wondering who who is left in Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery that they can use. And right now, Mysterio I'm thinking, is a name. Yeah, Mysterio, Mysterio is one that I think we could do. There's another see. one, absolutely. Um, but going back, like looking back at it, I, there was a couple of cool things like during Miles segment that I noticed. Like I like this little thing where he kind of shoots off this line that you know he uses to trapeze around the the area it's not just him shooting out a web it's like this little tool that he uses i can't that yeah. wasn't a lot that was not miles morales correct to be honest it's been a while since i played miles morales <laughs> i'll be getting back on that shortly but i don't but, remember for a fact but man that that whole that whole chase sequence that they gave us it was my god so great to watch and i go back yeah. and i watch it a couple of times like that that is how you do it insomniac is two for two right now i have no doubt in my mind that this game is probably going to be up there as game of the year contender you know we just got done talking about zelda being you know our current game of the year but i don't be surprised if spider-man 2 comes in and, you know takes a few of people's, yeah, opinions, I be surprised. people's opinions i i would not be surprised one bit um but that trailer just left me wanting so much more but it also gave me just enough so I'll tell y'all, we, we've got an interesting situation here because I feel like this game is going to put us in a very interesting spot when you look at this world and the stories that have been told in Spider-Man PS4 and in Spider-Man Miles Morales. We haven't quite yet seen, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't fucking seen the end of Spider-Man, which at this point, if you haven't seen that years later, that's on you. Um, we haven't really seen Peter have to deal with the grief of losing Aunt May. We haven't really yeah. seen that because he goes MIA for all of Miles Morales, and that theoretically takes place, you know, a few months after the ending of, you know, Spider-Man. But how does the introduction of the symbiotes change all of that? How does the introduction of the Venom suit, Venom's presence as a whole, how does that change all this? Will we see Eddie Brock at some point? There's a lot of story things here. I feel like what we're about to get from Spider-Man 2 and you can, anyone, you can clip this if you're out there listening. You can clip this. I think we're about to see their deluxe album. And what I mean by that is, normally in music, an album is 12 to 14 songs, maybe 10 to 14 songs. The deluxe is typically 25 to 30. So think about that in hours. If the first game was 12 to 15 hours, I think we're looking at double that this game. I think this game is going to be a really long story. And I'm excited for that. I hope that's what it is because I don't want them to rush it. Kyle, you were about to add something. What did you have? Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, we've already seen so many Spider-Man villains like Doc Ock and, you know, uh, obviously Lizard and Craven are going to be in this. I think we're going to get Goblin. I think we're getting Green Goblin here. So we didn't get him in the first game. Except I don't He's think it's... He's been teased heavily too. I don't think it's going to be Green Glo Goblin. I think it's going to be Hobgoblin. Because I, I do it's think hairy. that we've uh, we've had that teased both at the end of Spider Man and at the end of Miles Morales. We've had that teased with Harry Osborn yeah. being in that tube, and, and that's got to be that's got to be paid off at some point. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we we've already seen so many villains like Tombstone, obviously Vulture, yeah. and you know Electro and Scorpion and Taskmaster and. You know, there's, there's, you only have, and Black Cat, there's a, Mr. Negative, I'm sorry, I can keep going, Prowler, all day, you can, you know, run down the entire list, but you're only left with a few, 
like Carnage, who we haven't seen. I think he could show up in this game, but if they save him for the third game, I'm not mad. I think that'd be cool. No, I wouldn't be mad. I, I, think, I think Carnage is definitely a big possibility. And Mysterio, I don't know. He could carry a story himself, and he could also be saved for the third game. And that's that's an interesting thing here, because you could say that about Carnage and about Mysterio. They both yeah. could carry a game as the guy on their own. I'm, I have to ask y'all, do y'all think, I think the version of Craven we saw can carry a game on his own. Do y'all think he will? I do. I, th- I think so. I don't know a lot Maybe, about Craven. I, yeah, that's my thing. I don't know a lot about him, like Matt said. In, in the comic, in the comics, Craven is a powerhouse. He's he's probably one of like you know Spider-Man's you know greatest villains because Craven is not just somebody who's just a villain who is you know off to you know make make people's lives hell. He is literally hunts Spider-Man. He is the hunter for a reason. <laughs> I also think what would be really cool is maybe. Um, because, because this is Marvel, I, I think, and you know, we already know Insomniac is also working on Wolverine. What if they, like, start integrating other Marvel villains into it? I was like, just Wolverine. about to ask that, exactly. you sack of shit. I would, exactly. I would you know? <laughs> so, so let, me, let me give y'all a, uh, let me give y'all a little, like, an anecdote here. Uh, y'all remember, like, the PlayStation and, like, the Dreamcast Spider-Man games? Like, like the first one that like where Doc Ock was the villain, he let off all that gas in the city and all that. All you remember that game? Where about how you know fucking Daredevil was in that game, and how Human Torch was in that game randomly. Like, I would love it if randomly in this game, fucking Iron Man showed up. If randomly in this game, fucking Human Torch or Mister or Reed Richards showed up. I would love it if one of them showed up, if Daredevil showed up just randomly. I would love it because that to me, again, it would just be a really, really cool moment of, you know, yes, this is a version of Spider-Man that has, you know, been through it. He's been Spider-Man for almost a decade now at this point, at least based on dialogue from the first game. You know, this version of Peter Parker has been Spider-Man for a little bit. He's for a while now. Now, Miles is obviously very new, but I would love it if in one of the sections is playing as Miles, you come across another Marvel superhero, whether, again, that's Human Torch or that's Daredevil or Reed Richards or, you know, really any Tony Stark even. Like, I would love it if that happened and it was more of a, you know, kind of that mentor role that we've seen, kind of that, hey, I've been in your shoes before. I've been early on at this gig. I know how to handle it. Here's how I did it. I, I would love it if they integrated other heroes like that. Do y'all think, I don't think they will, but do y'all think they should at some point? Yes, I do think they should, especially because we got hints, um, you know, the location where Peter went. I mean, that that little country he went to was actually something that was ruled by Dr. Doom. Yeah. Can you give me five comic book video games that have ranked higher than an eight, in your opinion? And this, I think I could. I think that there are a I few, think, but all, 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 all four of the Arkham games have, haven't they? That's true. That's true. But well, okay, I'll say this: five different franchises has okay, to be like yeah, Spider-Man, that, Batman, that, fan, like you know, because now that I, you might have now that you have. Yeah, a I think yes, because the only you know real video game comic book. You know, our comic book video games I think of are Spider-Man and Batman. Obviously, there are some other good ones out there, but not ones I'd rate an 8 or a 9, let alone a 10. 
I think this is a, a prime market. We have <laughs> comic books, obviously. Especially Very with popular. Wolverine coming, like Matt said. With yeah. Wolverine coming, I feel like this is, hey, man, if you want to tease these heroes, now is your time. Yeah, Now is the time to do it. This is the market to capitalize on. Obviously, everybody's capitalizing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but video games have so much potential. Because, first of all, you know you have so much source material that you can pull from that might not work in a movie or a TV show that would 100% work in a video game because nobody's going to question it. You could even make it better. Yes. I, I mean, there are so many different characters. I would absolutely play an Iron Man game where you got to fly around the city and shoot bad guys with laser beams out of my hands or, you know, a Captain America game, a, a Thor game, you know, take any... There are so many comic book okay, characters. Hey, hey. I'll give you another another you know we just talked about like oh what franchises have reviewed well we know arkham we know spider-man let's not forget we just got a pretty kick-ass guardians of the galaxy game too that's true yeah and look how good that game did there is so much potential for these narrative stories with good gameplay in comic book characters that i think are just barely being breached i mean obviously insomniac has hit gold with spider-man but you know Outside of Batman on the DC side, we have the Arkham series, which was great. And then, you know, now we're getting Suicide Squad, and... That doesn't that, work Yeah, that yeah. has, you know, that has yet to be seen, even, because now it's been infinitely delayed. But other than that, I mean, like, even then, they're still sticking to the Batman universe. They could, they could spread out, and, I mean, DC has as many characters as Marvel has. Why has nobody capitalized on this? I understand... Well, I'll tell you this. I think with DC, if you want to look at, well, here's the thing. Your question of name five franchises, it gets really interesting because here's the thing. Do we count Injustice? Because Injustice is pretty damn good. You like, know, Injustice is. Yeah, I'd count it's, Injustice. It's obviously, it's like, it's one of those where Arkham, Spider-Man, Injustice, Guardians. I mean, there's four right there that have done really damn good. The problem is mm-hmm. for every one of those that have done good. You have your Superman 64. You have your Marvel's Avengers. You have, like, I mean, a, a franchise that I would not count under this van. I would not count any of the Lego games because Same. those are Lego games. They're, they're yeah. in a different. They're in a different tier. And I know that this conversation has kind of gone off, you know, into another direction. But I, I, I think it's a fair question to ask of if you're gonna do it, if he's a character, because Insomniac's making a Wolverine game, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Which is very impressive so, that Insomniac's making that right yeah. after Spider-Man Two. So my thing is, if you're gonna, if if there was ever a time to tease characters, whether again, whether it's Iron Man, whether it's Reed Richards, whether it's Human Torch, Daredevil, Thor, Captain America, really any of them, I feel like, you know, now is the time. Now is the time where hey, capitalize on the popularity and the hype, man. Because listen. As much of a system seller as Tears of the Kingdom is and will be for a while, that there will be people that buy a Switch just for Tears of the Kingdom, and I couldn't blame them. I think Spider-Man 2 is going to sell a shit ton of PS5s. Oh, absolutely. Being, being a console exclusive, like, listen, we didn't do an episode on Phil Spencer's interview because, to be honest, it's low-hanging fruit. We're not going to go for that in that scenario. Um, he talked about, you know, great games don't necessarily fix your problems. Uh, if Xbox had an IP like Spider-Man 2 coming out, they would see a shit ton of sales in consoles. They would see a shit ton of people buying consoles 
just for that game. I think Spider-Man 2 is going to sell a lot of PS5s. I legitimately think it is. Like I've got friends here in Cookville that have asked me, hey, is it worth investing in a PS5, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man Miles Morales to be fully caught up for this? And I told them, yes. I know you're going to spend a lot of money in order to do that, but if you love games and you really want to experience that, I think it's 100% worth it. I think Spider-Man 2 is is going to be the next in what has turned into a really long line of PS5 exclusives. When you look at Returnal, you look at Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, you look at Death, not Death Loop now, obviously, but it was at one point, you look at Demon's Souls. I, I think that this is turning, PlayStation is turning in a very, very solid generation of games right now. And I think that Spider-Man 2 is almost the culmination of it. Fellas, we don't even realize it by the time Spider-Man 2 comes out, we're going to be fully, we're going to be three years into this cycle and it feels like it just started yesterday. That's pretty wild to think yeah, about when you put that in perspective. Uh, before we call it an episode, was there any game that we didn't talk about that stuck out to either of you? Ooh, um, yeah, we did talk about it stuck out to me. Uh... We, didn't, we didn't really talk much about Snake Eater because to be honest, we just got a teaser. We didn't really get much gameplay. Yeah. So, yeah. The trailer was badass. Like, the trailer was awesome. Loved that. Really excited for that. But obviously, there's not a ton that we can say about it right now. Um, I, I mentioned Neva earlier. I really loved that. Um, I think this was a good showcase as a whole. Um, again, was there anything that stuck out to you all that we maybe missed? I mean, we definitely didn't talk about the new, you know, PlayStation... <laughs> the PlayStation Q. <laughs> That is because it doesn't it doesn't look good. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's I, my two cents. There's a couple of them. I think Fair Games looks alright. Uh, it's PlayStation version of Payday. However, Fair Games does look good. I like that. Yeah, it, it it's got a great concept, but it was all CGI. So I'm waiting to see gameplay, especially since Payday Three is coming. I I heard it was this year, but I'm almost confident that because we don't have a release date and a uh, f- uh, full trailer. It could get delayed till next year. But Payday 2 has been around for a long fucking time. People have been waiting for a Payday 3. So Sony said, fine, I'll do it myself. And I think this has potential if the gameplay is solid. Um, I think Alan Wake 2 looked good. I've never played an Alan Wake game, so I might get it and absolutely yes. hate it. But I thought that looked th- that trailer at least got me interested in the story. It did not get me interested in the gameplay because it was none shown. But the story has me hooked. Um, And and I'll agree with that. I thought Alan Wake 2 looked really good. Yeah, and one big thing is I think PlayStation and their VR, Arizona Sunshine 2 looked good. That Synapse game, which was obviously taken from uh, Superhot. Is that the Superhot? Yeah, it it looks like Superhot. Yeah, it it looked good. And um, the Resident Evil VR mode. Looked really fun. I think there's a solid case um, for PlayStation to be selling their VR twos. It's just they're so expensive still. I mean, the games look fun, but you know, I just I, I don't have that money for it. You know, um, Resident Evil Four and VR does sound pretty awesome. I'm yeah, but the biggest thing that stuck out to me at this showcase, bigger than Spider Man Two, was Sony's audacity to come out here and give me a Wii U pad for my PlayStation 5 called (laughs) The Cube. They really said this has to be connected to your PlayStation, something Nintendo did 10 years ago. 
And it didn't work. It didn't work. And it was horrible. Because the it Wii U pad great. did not have that much distance. I couldn't even go into another room because the walls were too fucking thick. Why would I ever play on a Wii U pad when I have to be at my home? If I'm at my home, guess what? I'm probably just going to put it on the TV. And you're probably going to sell this thing to me for $400? <laughs> the same price as a digital plate? Now, if they come out and they oh say this God. shit is 150 to $200, steal. If this so, shit is more than $200... You are out of your fucking mind. Here, so I saw somebody tweet this, and people got all up in arms about it for no reason at all, in my opinion. Um, someone said that, like, oh, if the battery life on it is only four, is only five hours, then it's dead on arrival. And I was like, have you played Tears of the Kingdom on an OLED? <laughs> it lasts like three hours. Literally. What are we talking about here? It lasts like three hours handheld. Like Facts. if it la if it's got a five hour battery, that's impressive considering some of the games that it's gonna be running. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I, I I watched that and all I could think of was man, like the time for the for the follow-up to the PSP or the PS Vita, I guess. That time is come and gone, in my opinion. It's it's come and gone. It's we're not you're not in that era anymore. It seems like an unnecessary attempt at trying to be too creative. If you're Sony, it kind of comes off as we're trying to hit a market that we're not hitting. Well, there's a reason you're not hitting that market because one, Nintendo has that market market cornered because the Switch is the perfect hybrid console in terms of handheld and at home gameplay. It is, it is. Deep, it, they've cornered the market on that, Nintendo has. The other part of it is, if it's got to be connected, what's the fucking point? Exactly. The whole, the, whole, the whole strength to the Switch is that the Switch can be taken anywhere. That it doesn't have to be connected to a dock for you to use it. This, to me, seems like an unnecessary attempt at a cash grab, and I don't foresee it going well. No. Because I'll give you an even better comparison here. Look at the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck yeah. doesn't have to be connected to anything at home. It doesn't have to be connected to another computer. It can be played anywhere. Why can this not be played? And if, if the answer is, oh, it's you know, through Uplay or whatever, that's basically game streaming, and I'm not for that. Yeah, <laughs> I can play it's... Elden Ring on the go on my Steam, Steam Deck, Deck, but with my PlayStation yes. Wii U pad... Uh, you know, that's <laughs> see now if they had come out and said we're gonna be making mini discs or cartridges or even full size discs, I don't give a shit. You put whatever you want in this. It's it's digital only. I would have been fine. It's digital only, but it can go anywhere. I probably would have bought one. I would have bought one shamelessly. But the fact that you can't even take this outside the home really makes me question what the use for this is. Like I'm sorry, it's kind of stupid in my opinion, that the PSP was more advanced? You're telling me I could take that out of my house and it works? And it connected to the internet? Why the fuck would I buy this? Yeah, I don't know. I just... I I didn't see the point behind it all. And, and I hate to... And again, there's someone that's going to listen to this and that's going to say, that's going to use the Kyle answer of, well, you don't technically have to breathe either. <laughs> but... <laughs> but... I don't know, like, and Matt, I'll, I'll kind of let you give your thoughts on it, too, to make this fair. I don't know, though. I just, all, when I saw this, the only thing going through my head was, you know, I think I'll pass. And unfortunately, my mind, after watching, like, everything that's come out about it since then, unfortunately, my mind just hasn't really changed all that much. 
the only thing that I'm going to say about this device is it is literally just them capitalizing on the backbone and the fact that, you know, and the backbone play, is good. Remote, the backbone yeah, is high remote, quality. Like, yeah. yeah. Remote play is something that Sony's been pushing since the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation Vita. And it's something that they want to keep going with. And I, I, I get that. But this thing looks so awful. Like, this the design is just not good. And it, I don't even know how much I could charge for this thing because, you know, the the main thing here is the fact that it's using the DualSense as the controls. Um, and the, the DualSense is, is not a cheap technology, not from what I've read online. So oh, I don't know how much I don't know how much they're planning on charging for this thing. I mean, I'm not interested in it. I if I'm going to play a PlayStation, it's going to be on my TV. Yeah, the dual sense. Yeah, to be honest, sorry, I don't have I don't have much of a desire to go anywhere else to play another console that isn't a Switch. Like the Switch is what it is because it's the only thing of its kind. Like yeah. the Switch, whether it's the OLED, the base model, or the or the Switch Lite, it's the only like thing that it's you know that is like it. So it's one of those things where. I don't know. I it just this this to me seems wholly unnecessary. Kyle, what were you about to say? I was going to say uh if they really wanted to capitalize on this, what they should have done is come out with their own version of the backbone and that's it. No screen. Because here's the thing, this thing, th this I I'm just calling it the the PlayStation, you know, Wii U pad. Cuz the Project Q is a terrible Yeah, Project name, Q is dumb. Ooh. Wii Q. <laughs> the Wii Q. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. It's the Wii Q. <laughs> Wii Q. Why is my phone better? I can buy a backbone, put it on my phone, and I could be in the middle of Target playing God of War Ragnarok on my phone if I wanted to do that. But you know why I'm not? Because there's not really a market for that. You know, like why would I want to do that when I have a perfectly good PS5? If if Sony was smart, they would have came out with their own version of the backbone. And see how that sold. If that sold well, yes. go all in on this DualSense technology and say, hey, we're creating a special backbone that has DualSense features, adaptive triggers, the, all that good shit, the haptic feedback. If that sells, then come out with a full you know, console hybrid bullshit, the, the screen thing that comes with it. Because I'm sorry, I guarantee you, even if you had just come out with the Sony backbone, nobody would have bought it. And because you are going the extra mile and making this thing look like a, a, a dual sense that was split in half, I think that's going to deter people even. Because, it, like Matt said, it looks ugly as shit. It doesn't look very comfortable. It doesn't look ergonomic at all. Like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look like it's going to be comfortable to, like, play for a couple hours at a time. So here, here's the other thing. It's a Catch-22, including all of the DualSense stuff, because while that is cool and that's awesome if they can pull it off, you just know that's, like, guys, when the PS5 first came out, what was the big issue with the DualSense? The battery life. Battery life was terrible. It, it lasted maybe an hour and a half to two hours, and then it died. Like, now since then, thankfully, they've come out with firmware updates that have improved the battery life. They've come out with ways to make that a little bit more economical on the DualSense and not, and not have the battery wear down as fast. But I refuse to believe that if it's going to be a 1080p screen that's going to have controllers that have, you know, the, the controllers essentially, the Joy-Cons almost, have DualSense functions, I can't foresee this thing being played for more than an hour at a time i don't i don't see it like it is a catch-22 of sure it's really cool but it's not going to be really cool if i have to charge it up every other hour it's not going to be really cool if i have to keep it plugged in just to be able to play for more than an hour at a time 
Like I just I see here more problems than I'm seeing good. There's more cons than there are pros. And the pro, sure, I would love to be able to play God of War Ragnarok handheld. I would love to be able to go on the go and not have to take my PS5 with me. But the problem is that's not the product you're giving us. Not based on what we're being told. That is not the product we're getting. So it's, I don't know. Like, I think there's a very, very good shot that we don't see this until late 2024 at the earliest anyways. Like, I think that there's a very good shot we don't see this anytime soon. But man, it, it just feels wholly unnecessary. It feels like, if I'm being honest, it feels like PlayStation is kind of fucking around because they think that they've got a lead in the console wars. And I can tell you, one good year from Xbox can flip that really quickly. It can it can flip like I, I know we shit on Xbox a lot. Yeah. But realistically, if they if Xbox drops a couple bangers, the console wars can flip. We've seen how fast the console war can flip. Xbox 360 was way out ahead of the PS3, and then all because of one E3, PlayStation has been ahead ever since. All because of E3 2013, when Don Patrick said, TV, TV, TV. All because of that. PlayStation is better. That is, <laughs> like, think about that for real. Like, I don't know, this episode has kind of gone a little in different directions now, but think about that. That's how fast the console war, quote unquote, I hate that because I have all three and I love all three. But that's how fast all of that can change is. For the longest time, the 360 had a big lead, and it took one bad it took one bad presentation. That's all it took. And PlayStation took off. That's all it took. So if Xbox drops a couple of bangers and this flops, you really look like you're fucking around just to find out that you're not that far ahead. Like that's so I think I think this is a big, big risk for PlayStation, and I think it's an unnecessary risk for PlayStation. Now, the event as a whole, I thought was a good event. I know that people were pretty low on it because we talked about expectations, how social media plays into all that. We talked about all that, obviously. But I thought this was a good event as a whole. I really liked a lot of what we saw. Now, I do hope that it's not the last PlayStation event that we get this year. I hope that we see another state of play specifically for Spider-Man, specifically for Snake Eater. I want to see a little bit more. And I want to see a little bit more of what their first party, um, their first party developers have got cooking. I want to see what Naughty Dog's got cooking, obviously. Um, I do want to ask y'all, because these are some rumors that have come out recently. It's being rumored that Sony is getting ready to make a pretty big like studio acquisition. And we don't know who it is yet. Do y'all have somebody, do you think y'all know who this could be? Because it's supposedly, it's like a big acquisition that they're getting ready to make. Uh, some, have rumored, some have rumored that it's CDPR. I yeah. saw them CDPR respond to that, actually. They did, some yeah. Have, yeah, some, yeah some, have, some have predicted that. Others have predicted, you know, I, I'm not going to get my hopes for this, but I, for this, but I would love this. Some have said maybe from software. I don't know how much legitimacy there is. Probably not a lot. Who would y'all like to see Sony go after? Because obviously Microsoft has made a big deal of going after uh, studios. Who would y'all like to see them go after? Square Enix. Uh, personally, dude just took my answer. Yes, yeah, I did. That's why I had to get it out faster. I had to get it out faster. Square Enix with PlayStation. Yeah, I will always associate Square Enix with PlayStation. I would like to... Wait! Hang on. Hold up. Everybody listening, put your phone down right now. 
Matthew David Beck, you said earlier you did not consider a game a PlayStation game because it's made by Square Enix. You are getting hoed on this episode. On. Well, there's a difference between if there's a difference if, if Sony actually bought Square Enix. You then, said you will it, always associate Square Enix. It's a third party game. It doesn't matter. You said you will always associate Square Enix with PlayStation. That means that. <laughs> Okay, end it now, dude. Come on. <laughs> Tell me I was right. I I legitimately think there's a good shot that, like, whoever it is, they're supposedly in talks to buy. I think there's about to be some big news over the next month that's about to come out. The other big thing, supposedly, and this has not been confirmed, supposedly Days Gone 2 is in development. Supposedly. Supposedly, that's in development now. And the crowd think, goes mild. I'm and the thing is, while I thought Days Gone 2 was a much better game than it, it reviewed, was, it was, it was, yeah. There was, there was a lot of flack that the, you know, the director of the game, I believe it was, came out afterwards and said, if you want a game to get a sequel, go buy it at full fucking price. I think that was the exact quote, actually, he said. Um, and it looked like there would never be a sequel for this game. So if that's true... I think that's a really interesting wrinkle. Now, of course, if that's untrue and it's just some stupid rumor that got made up, forgive us. I just wanted us to have some interesting stuff to talk about here because I wanted this episode to be good. But I think those are two really interesting things to keep an eye on is potentially Days Gone 2 being in development. That's really interesting. And two, supposedly Sony is in talks to make a big acquisition studio-wise, and Sony fans have kind of been waiting for that after Microsoft went on their little purchasing spree, when you look at Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, when you look at Bethesda, when you look at all the studios they bought, Rare is another one that they bought, you know, that's years ago at this point, but when Microsoft went on their little buying spree, their spending spree, people kept waiting to see how Sony would respond. I'm interested to see in the coming months if anything comes of that. So, fellas, before we go, do y'all have anything else y'all want to add? Yeah, why did they show us Gran Turismo, the movie, at a PlayStation? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I gotta say, that movie kind of looked good. I won't lie. I'll go I see it. Lie. I like the cast. I like the cast, and I think it's going to be a fun movie. Yeah. I like the cast, and I think it'll be fun. Matt, are you going to come visit me so we can go watch it? I'm thinking about that. That actually would be a good, that'd be a good time to do that, yeah. Hey, hey, dude, I'm sorry. You can't tell me that a movie with David Harbour and Orlando Bloom, you can't tell me that movie's terrible. Facts. Like, I just feel like the cast is too good good at that point to be terrible. But either way, we, maybe we'll review it. Who knows? Maybe we'll review it. It is a video game movie. Maybe we'll review it. Who knows? Uh, but that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow all three of us as well. For, uh, before I say something else, we've got Facebook. You can follow us on shit. <laughs> the, mics, the mics is hitting a little bit hard at this point in the recording session, not going to lie. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast as well. Now for the boys, for Kyle and Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening. <laughs>